Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Meta Era Nerd Podcast Weekly Recap. I am your host, Rico, and with me, as always, the anime sensei, the Gear 5 guru, my brother in marketing, Marcus. Hello, how's it going? Hope everyone's having a good day. Um, how are you doing? I don't have much to say right now just because, I don't know, it's been a, it's been a short week. It's been a very not, what's that? What's that word? Where there's not much has happened. An uneventful Unevent- week. Uneventful. Yeah. Which again, I've always said no news is good news, right? A lot of times we tend to always feel like we have to be doing something or, you know, trying to do something and so forth. Um, but yeah, no, nothing crazy, nothing too crazy. Uh, the only thing just, I do want to shout out fairly quickly, very fast before we get started. My girlfriend, Melanie, is going to start PA school tomorrow and she's been kind of on edge and stuff like that. So just want to give her a shout out. She's going to do great. She's going to do awesome. And yeah, she, you know, it's going to be a two and a half year program, I think is what she's going to go through, but her schedule looks ridiculous. Her calendar looks crazy. So yeah, I just wanted to give her a quick shout out and, you know, let her know. I love her. She's going to do good. And yeah, it's going to, it's going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, from, from, from all of us here at the Meta Nerd Podcast, listeners, everybody, good luck, Mel. And uh, congrats on getting in in the first place. You know, that's a big achievement as it is. So, I mean, uh, just like with anything else, you're going to kill it and uh, best of luck. Absolutely. Uh, I will start us off with a little bit of somber news from across the week. Uh, we did, uh, you know, we consume so many different forms here and there of entertainment. And uh, we did have three big losses uh, in entertainment this, this, uh, these last couple of days. Uh, Bob Barker is one that was huge. And I know for our generation specifically, like we all had to have seen him like at one point in our life. If you're not, if you don't remember uh, Bob Barker, he was the host of uh, Wheel of Fortune, right? I'm mean, no, not Wheel of Fortune. Price, no, is price is right. right. <laughs> price is right. Yeah. I, I said, I, wait a, wonder, wait a yeah. damn minute. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Like yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, still, still alive and he's a, he's a little younger. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Wrong show. Completely wrong show. Blunder <laughs> on my part. But yeah, the uh, the price is right. Uh, just iconic uh, TV show. A uh, lot of generations of people that saw him. And uh, I know we remember him very, very well from the uh, Happy Gilmore movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're always, uh, we're always quoting, that, <clears throat> quoting different things. And that's one of the ones that we always throw out there uh, from that movie. And uh, not just him, but we had two other ones from... Uh, Something I am probably a little bit more familiar with than you, but uh, even you were actually the one that brought one of these names to my attention, and you brought it up that like, whoa, I even I know who this guy is. And uh, these two were from across the entertainment industry and professional wrestling. Uh, one of them being, uh, you know, one of the older generation, Terry Funk, which was he was he was nuts. He was a hardcore legend. He stuck with it up until. He pushed, he was one of those that pushes it, like does it as long as he can, uh, for as hard as he can. This guy was way up there in age already. I think still doing backflips off the top rope and stuff like that. Like he's just one of those that it was just in his blood. Yeah. Uh, the other one being uh, somebody that was a lot younger. Uh, his name was uh, Bray Wyatt. And that's the one that you're, you're the one that told me about it. And I was like, no. And I was shook, went to read. And Marcus made the comment like, dude, I, didn't, I was never even that much interesting. And I know who he is. Yeah. So I was like, wow. And uh, there's just been an outpouring of, you know, all the uh, wrestling family uh, within the WWE and even other, you know, other companies out there just uh, 
sending out thoughts and, you know, prayers and all that. And I know it gets memed on a little bit sometimes nowadays, but I mean, it's just, uh, it's heavy. It, it was a heavy week for, for all the people that were into wrestling. And then with Bob Barker, another huge legend in the entertainment industry. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know, and when a lot of these times we're so invested in just entertainment across the board. And like Rico had mentioned, even someone like Bob Barker, who, you know, these were guys, he, he was a man who was part of the Price is Right for many, many years. And that, that was a form of entertain, entertainment for a lot of people, especially a lot of people who had a morning routine, you know, the older generation and stuff like that, who grew up with Bob Barker. Hell, it even happened with like with Jeopardy, with Alex Trebek. Everybody knew who he was. Uh, Alex Trebek uh, passed away oh, a few years back. And we had Bob Barker, I think. The only other one is like Pat Sajak from Wheel of Fortune. has been, He just retired, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or it's going to be his last season, one or the other. But he's on his way out also. And all these guys who were familiar with growing up for these game shoes, game shows are, you know, it's it's, it's weird. It, it's weird because we grew up with them. And like Rico had mentioned, like with Bray Wyatt, and I I used to watch wrestling when I was 11, 12 years old. I, I stepped away, but, you know, I never really got invested, you know, like these guys did. But I knew who, who Bray Wyatt was and, you know, how, how he's portrayed the entertainment that he put on for the wrestling universe and stuff like that. And it, it, it was intense. It, it was intense. And I said, man, and he was young. That's what shook me the most. Rico and I are 32, 33 years old and he was 36, if I'm not mistaken. And that is, that's young. And I know he was going through something and, you know, that he was private and stuff like that, but, you know, hearts go out to everybody. And, and then there was one more actually that I saw was it yesterday, the day before was Arlene Sorkin, who, who was the voice of, um, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, the, the, the OG, right? Yeah, the OG, that when we, the one I grew up, the Mr. J, that one. Um, she was also in Days in Our Lives. I know my mom used to watch soap operas like crazy. So, yeah, it, you know, again, it's, it's it sucks, but our hearts go out to everybody, you know, to, to love, all, nothing but love to their friends and family. And, yeah, it, it, the, the entertainment industry did lose a few good ones. Yeah, so... Yeah, nothing, nothing else left to say there. But uh, I guess you know, it's just tough. You know, I think we're at we're what on the has it been? We just had the anniversary of Kobe, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah well, they unveiled his statue and stuff like that, and you know, every time, every time somebody dies, you know, there's always celebrities that kind of hit harder than others because you never real, really realize the impact they have on you. You know, just because kind of just we kind of just live your life, and again, we kind of use these entertainments as outlets and stuff like that and kobe was a big one i still i still i'm gonna remember that one forever i'm gonna remember um robin williams for a long time uh i'm gonna remember um alan rickman for a long time you know there's just some that that have that just stick with you you know what i mean because they were you grew up with them yeah yeah i'll never forget the selena one man that one was was nuts and that's because i was a kid and i didn't really i didn't un really understand the gravity of like when she was killed, but I remember feeling down because everybody around me was so sad, like all the adults, you know, us being from a Hispanic community and Hispanic families and stuff like that. Uh, it was just, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, like with anything else, you know, the world keeps turning and we just got to keep it going, not let it get us down. And uh, I mean, that's what we're going to do get right into the the news from this past week there was uh not too too much but uh enough for us to ramble and give you you know an hour an hour <laughs> full of an earful so at least, yeah, at least. <laughs> yeah 
So, uh, yeah, without further ado, we'll go right into anime, which I didn't really have too much in terms of news, but I did watch quite a bit this past week. More than uh, me, for sure. Starting with the news, uh, we have Naruto uh, 20th anniversary episodes coming out, uh, what, in less than a week? No, in about a week. On, yeah, on September. October. September, no? yeah. I'm working September somewhere. Yeah, September 3rd. September 3rd. So about a week away, just a, a week away, yeah. Seven days from now. Uh, we'll get those four new episodes. I don't know if it's going to be all at the same time. It's supposed to be four episodes, right? Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so we'll be, we'll be going at it for a month then. Yeah, because I, I think I remember seeing that it was going to be like, a, it was four, four episodes for the month of September, if I'm not mistaken, that are going to put out one every week to give people the, you know, nostalgia, especially if you were a fan of the OG Naruto when he's younger. And, you know, they're going to kind of roll from there. But yeah, I know it's exciting. We're going to be watching, hopefully, you know, their side stories. They should be fun. They should be something that's going to be, again, ingrained in the original story. So I, it's exciting, man. Yeah, some, uh, you know, a lot of stuff that we're going to be excited to see, you know, some of the music, some of the animation. What are they going to change? What's going to stay the same? Uh, how far off the path are they going to go to, like, tell us these new fun stories? Or is it going to be a lot of the same? Uh, just exciting to go be gonna be within that universe again uh you know little nardo not chippudin so that's gonna be that's that's gonna be pretty cool uh i also did see that the rising of shield hero is gonna be getting a third season scheduled for october so again another one right around the corner uh Mm -hmm. i i have i myself have not finished season two but i'm most of the way through so i need to finish this kind of gives me that push to like finish it up and uh kind of anticipate this new season uh in terms of the things that i watched I think last time we talked, I mentioned that I was going to be finishing up Blue Lock, which I did. Uh, it was awesome. And it just leaves you at this point where you're like, oh, come on, please, no. Uh, and I completely understand why you right away jumped on the manga and said, nah, I'm not even going to let myself get to that <laughs> point. You're like, I'm already so invested that I'm just going to go and take off with this, uh, with this manga. Um, Shortly after that, I was uh, scrolling through my Instagram feed, and I told Marcus the weirdest way that this one came up. Uh, I saw this video about a very about a new ish. Uh, I wouldn't say it's under the radar completely because it is supposed to be pretty popular, but it's it's not like one of the big popular uh, anime that I heard of or that I saw, saw get too much attention. But it's supposed to be good nonetheless. One called The Danger in My Heart. And it's supposed to be like a rom-com. At least from what I saw. It's supposed to be a rom-com. And when I went looking for it, I found it on High Dive. Where we just finished watching Oshinoko. Or where I fin- where, where, yeah, where I finished Oshinoko. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I checked that out. And immediately I was like, wow, this is hilarious. And it's, it's a nice little... Uh, change of pace like you know we always talk about that when we talk about like little slice of life stuff because we mostly watch like pretty much the same formula for a lot of the animes we watch uh it's always so, good to dive into something different a genre that you that you have no like you know just investment into so I'm, I'm really happy that you got into a rom-com one man there's some there's some gems out there for sure yeah, and the premise between—I think I told you a little bit of the premise between behind this one—and it's just hilarious. Yeah. And I left it—I left it bookmarked there on the the high dive account that we share. So uh, you know, just check it out whenever you need a little break from from uh, searching for the One Piece. Yeah. 
And I'm glad Rico mentioned um, just high dive in general because I'm I'm a big proponent. And again, fix your fix your interface, fix your interface, fix it, fix it. So, yeah. but doesn't take away from the fact that it's it's one of the only competitors, and there's some quality stuff up there. I, I'm really hoping High Dive gets the money, the subscribers it's supposed to, just so it can keep going down that road. Fix your servers. I'm mean, sorry, fix your interface. But it's good stuff. And so when you told me it was on High Dive, I said, "Hell yeah, dude! Like it's still cheap. What it was six bucks? Yeah, I pay like six bucks a month, like six bucks or something like that. Super cheap. And there's some good stuff up there. And I know there's some stuff up there that Rico is also interested in. That he's mentioned uh." Into the into the night was was the vampire one that you were talking about last time. Yeah, into um, the night and uh, the other one that you showed me, Kong Ming. Your Kong boy Ming, Kong hey, your boy Kong Ming, dude. I told, I showed Ricky, uh, Ricky, I showed Rico the the uh, the intro to that one. It's a banger because you see uh, Kong Ming, uh, Shu Ge Leong, and you see the main character, the, the heroine, and they're just jamming out. Oh, there's this cool little dance to the song, and it's it's good. So uh, Rico got invested just because of the the title the title song itself. But, you had um, mentioned it to me, and then when I when you showed me the intro, I was like, "Whoa!" Completely not what I was expecting. <laughs> sort of like what happens with the uh, what's the name of John Cena's show? Uh, Peace Peacemaker. Right? Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. Like that. When you see that intro, you're like, "Whoa!" Like, what is this? Like, it, <laughs> it changes, you know, your your perception. Like, you know, you know, you're in for some fun. Uh, the other one I think I saw on there is uh. I love I love uh, checking out uh, cosplays and all that kind of stuff. And one uh, one cosplay that I always come across is this demon called Vermeil or Vermeil or something like that. And I think I saw that that show is also on High Dive. So I'll probably I'll probably look up that one too. You, have you seen that show? Vermeil and Gold or Vermeil? I'm familiar with it. Yeah, Vermeil and Gold. Yeah, I've heard that that show. I well, I've I I know of that character from that show. I don't know anything yeah. else about from that show. So I just know that she's some some, some sort of demon. Yeah, wait, whatever so. gets you into it, you know, just high dive, always good stuff to to keep supporting the high dive, the Sentai Filmworks um industry and kind of go from there, man. And again, I'm glad you're kind of breaking away and kind of getting into stuff like that. It's a lot of fun because there's a lot. I think my one of my first introductions to that one was obviously was um the Oran High School host club. But the other one was the uh, My Bride is a Mermaid. You ever heard of that one? Mm-mm. My Bride is a Mermaid came out like 2007, 2008. Dude, it was probably one. It's, I don't think it gets the recognition and the love it does now, but it was hilarious. The first episode, I was dying because it's so dumb, obscure, even like the, the rules of the world. Um, the guy's drowning. He's going to die. But, if you get, but it, since he got saved by a mermaid, it is custom in the mermaid clan to marry the person that the mermaid saved. So the guy's the guy who got saved is stuck marrying a mermaid. He doesn't want to any whatever because he has a crush on his other chick in high school. But the mermaid family, they're Yakuza. Oh crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, dude, it is hilarious. They're Yakuza. So the father's over here trying to like one, trying to get his daughter, the mermaid, to to marry the, the girl. But two, trying to kill the guy because the guy's a human that has no business getting married in the first place. So he's like torn. And as he's trying to kill him, the family is just like, no, you got to stop. You got to stop. And dude, I was dying laughing, dude, when I first, I still remember. I actually, It's actually one of the few DVDs that I have, not even Blu-ray, because I don't think it ever got released in Blu-ray yet. It's one of the few DVDs that I have because it was that funny. It's it's not very long. Was it 20, maybe 20 some episodes? Let me see. It might, might even be short. No, it's only 12 episodes or so. And they make references to other anime and stuff like that, man. But it's a trip, dude. 
it's a trip. It's funny. And I'm sorry, it is 26 episodes, but I had a good time with it. And I, it's again, I have it on DVD, not even on Blu-ray because I don't think it's coming on Blu-ray. But it's again, point is, I'm glad you kind of got into the comedy stuff, man, because there's some funny, funny shit out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it, like you say, it's nice to kind of just not stick to the same formula and kind of go outside your comfort zone a little bit. So, yeah, I've uh, I, I think I've done a good a good job of like mixing things up. And when I'm not sure about something, I usually will ask you like, hey, what do you know about this? What do you know about that? I'm you know, it, it's nice to have somebody that has seen so much. Yeah, uh, right and it's now. funny it, and, and it's funny because right now you're like on this long freaking bender with just with this <laughs> one show whereas me i'm like out there right now dude, exploring and i ask and I'm you jealous. you have no idea how jealous i am of you dude just because you're like i think i mentioned it the other day you're like oh man i'm watching this and this and this and i'm over here just kind of like doing the lisa simpson meme which kind of looks down like uh because I mean, I've always just, I've always watched everything. I've watched a lot at the same time. So since you're doing all this stuff, I'm a little envious, man, because I'm like, man, I want to watch all this stuff. But no, I told myself I'm on that search for the one piece, one piece, one piece. And I have, I have not regretted it one minute. Like, I have not by, by any means. But it does, you know, it's rough when I want to see other stuff. But I, I'm better off just, not better off, but I'm just going to watch an episode of One Piece instead. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm actually getting pretty close to... Uh... You know, with all the hype lately with One Piece and one of the big things that happened here lately in the anime. And then uh, also the hype coming out of Bleach. A lot of people are talking about Bleach oh, and what's yeah, going on dude. in Bleach too. Uh, so I don't know, man. I'm, I think I'm, I'm really close to starting one of them. Or maybe both. I don't know. I'm, I am going to do... Bleach will be my other one. Because to be fair, I, it's the story for Bleach, personally, it wasn't as intense has all the stuff out there so it's because i'm on episode 120 something out of 300 you know and that's with the fillers and stuff like that so like i'm already almost there almost halfway so it wouldn't be too much of an investment <clears throat> for someone like me and even for someone like you like the plot is, is it's not too crazy to the point where you have to sit down and actually pay attention you know what i mean so either or man i mean not to say that one piece isn't but i know later one piece you do want to enjoy the action sequences and the colors and you know the stuff and it, it's a lot of fun for, for either one but it, it blew my mind that what is it naruto bleach and one piece were the big three of their member of the big three era and as of right now i want to make it a point to finish bleach and i'm going to after one piece just you know, that, way, that way i can say yeah i've seen the big three absolutely that's over a thousand some that's over what two thousand episodes total that's a lot that's a lot of anime. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Marcus is not wavering. Marcus is continuing with his, uh, with his marathon of watching uh, One Piece. So, I mean. 565. That's where I'm at. 565. Yeah, keep strong. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, believe me. Yeah. I've kept, and it's, it's not hard at all to continue with One Piece at all, dude. I, I think I've mentioned it to you because some great stuff. Great stuff. Nice, nice, and I'm gonna have to take the I'm gonna have to take the dive pretty soon as well, mm. with one of those, if not both. Like I mentioned, I, I'm I'm interested in both, so we'll see. We'll see what I what what I end up uh, coming up with for next week's show. By then, I'll probably say, "Oh, I started this or I started that." <laughs> uh, one other thing I did watch actually earlier today was the four. The, it's, this one's the Four Nights of the Apocalypse, right? Yeah, the Four Nights of the well, Apocalypse. Okay, so Netflix came out a while back with The Seven Deadly Sins, Grudge of Edinburgh. And 
this was kind of like meant to be an introduction to like two of the four nights of the apocalypse. Uh, I watched, like I said, I watched part one a while back. They came out recently actually with part two of this movie. So it came out. It was a little bit under an hour. I watched it. Uh, it was okay. Uh, if, if you're familiar and you're a fan of the seven deadly sins, uh, there's a lot to look forward to in this movie. A lot of real cool stuff. One, uh, real special moment between, uh, um, what's his name? Tristan, Tristan and his dad. So that was pretty cool. Um, you know, just some of the same old characters you're familiar with. If you know this show, uh, good time, good time. Uh, if you're not a fan though, I, I probably would say, nah, just stay away. Uh, even if you're not just, and I tell you all the time, I'm happy up that new series because honestly, dude, the story is something else, man. It's, it's not, it's, it's seven deadly sins universe type stuff, but it's, it's, it's good to the point where like these OP characters, yeah, they're, they, they kind of show them off, but it's not, it's not, it's identity because they're just, you're just exploring a lot and it's, I don't know, man, I can't explain it, but, but I really enjoy the manga, dude. Like, and I mentioned to you, the, the four Nazi apocalypse, man, they're bad dudes, man. <laughs> bad yeah. And dudes. It, it, it's, it seems like it's going to be that. And the only thing with this movie is that you only are introduced to two of them. Uh, the, other, the, the other, the other two, you don't know. You only meet Tristan and you meet, uh, what's Lancelot. his name? Lancelot. Yeah. Which you kind of see the relationship that they start to form. That is a lot like Meliodas and Bon, like their fathers, you know, like they're, they are friends and probably best buds, but there's 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 still like a little rivalry there still. Did um, uh, they, they didn't tease a third one at the end by any chance? Did they? No, they didn't. No. They didn't tease. They didn't tease. Uh, neither one of the other two. I know a little bit about them, but th- they weren't in this at all. The well, only no. thing. The only thing that they did tease, um, was Arthur. They showed a little bit of Arthur. Yeah. Just just a very little snip, tiny snippet of Arthur and how there's like a dark side to him. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Which the last time the last time we saw Arthur in the actual Seven Deadly Sins show, we knew that he was kind of like going off on this new journey uh on his own. Uh I think with Merlin by his side, if I remember right. Yeah. So yeah, this kind of this kind of hinted as like Okay, there's some there's something going on there with Arthur yeah. and and his battle against the uh, chaos and stuff like that. So well, you'll that see was that, soon. that was pretty much it that that we saw here. Uh, you know, a little bit of uh, uh, a lot of the old and a very little bit of the new. So it's a nice little bridge. Yeah, but I, hope they, I, I hope they do justice to that. I know the last the last seasons. I know of Seven Deadly Sins. People were a little, you know negative about it to the point where it just plummeted in ratings and style just across the board so i'm hoping the seven the four nights of the apocalypse actually starts off strong because the characters are interesting they're unique there's something else man as your main character who is one you have is your main character is actually one of the ones you haven't met like yeah. lancelot and tristan are not like they're they're main characters but not your primary antagonist uh, protagonist so when you meet him i think you'll like him a lot he's he's a little he's goofy <laughs> yeah i'm excited i'm excited i know a little bit about him because i've i actually have read like the first couple chapters so i know oh, you did all right I know, I, you know I, I, yeah i know i know of percival already yeah oh and i know very very little about the the fourth one. Oh, but, no the fourth one that we we met maybe like a few months ago 
Yeah, Very I know good. a little. I, I I know a little bit of them because after I finished watching this movie, I looked up a little bit about them, and I oh, I was okay. like, oh okay, so this is not this is not anything to do with the with the actual uh, series. This is kind of like a little in between thing. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, anything else? Anime stuff? Are you something on your radar that wasn't on mine? Mm, as far as anime, again, I haven't. It's been. Again, this is why I'm envious also because I have really nothing much to talk about. Again, I just I, I just kind of geek out about whatever you're watching, whatever you're doing. Um, and I get even more geeked out when you watch something that I haven't seen. For example, being the rom-com that you had seen on High Dive. And you saved it there for me because, you know, I'm going to get through it eventually. I'm going to get through all of these things. And um, it's fun because uh, a lot of times, strangely enough, I don't really have many people to talk about anime with in general, especially some of the ones that are not as popular as others. You know, there's some that are super niche, super small, and once in a while, I'll, I'll give those a chance more so than most people, and the fact that Rico is actually doing the same now, I'm over here like, hell yeah, man, maybe he'll see something I haven't and get me into it, or vice versa, because you best believe, if an anime is recommended to me, <clears throat> I will put on my radar and I will get to it. My, my happy marriage is just kind of skyrocketed up there too, you know what I mean? And heavily delusioned a while back. And like, my watch list just keeps piling, piling up. The best part is, is that when I get to them, I'll be able to binge watch them, you know, 12 episodes. And the most of them are 12 episodes. They're two day benders, three days, nothing too crazy. Maybe a week if I'm taking it slow, but it, it should be a lot of fun. But like Rico had mentioned, n- not really much else. I know Zom, Zom 100 kind of hit, got hit with a few delays and uh, Dr. Dr. Stone. I'm, I've been super invested in Dr. Stone. It's actually one of the few ones where I've actually seen every, like, as it comes out, I keep up with it. And I actually wait for it weekly just because Dr. Stone is good. And I think the manga just finished, if I'm not mistaken. If I, I think I said that last time. But no, other than that, that's about it for me and anime. Super excited. Excited for you to keep binging all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, that's about it for me. You know what? Last thing. Uh, they did have that interview. I don't know if you watched it with uh, Vic, Vic, Vic Blanca or... I don't Vic know how Blanca. to say his name. Yeah, yeah Vic Blanca. And he did answer a couple of questions. And the very last question was, uh, if Black Clover anime comes back, are you back doing the music? And he said, definitely. For hey, sure. Hey, dude. Yeah, he, he's, he has the best bangers in the, <laughs> in the, in the series, man, of course. And, every, and I think every Black, Cl- Black Clover fan would, I think, or at least the majority would agree with me, right? He has uh, Black Rover and uh, what's the other one I really like? uh it's it's one of the one of the really good ones too uh yeah exactly. i think people actually black catcher black catcher yeah. black rover and black catcher are the two the two up there that me and rico, rico and i just jam out to this day because they're so good yeah people will say all the kinds of things about black clover but the music you, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. so good and if, as many intros as they have like most of them are just bangers Oh yeah, no, and that's that's not to take absolutely not to take away from their intros, but we know Vic Blanca and and you know what he brings to the table. <laughs> so so yeah, excited excited news there, and just the prospect also of thinking like, you know, we're both re- we're both really big fans, so that it comes back and that it's gonna have banging music again. Like, just sign me up, sign me up, hurry up. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, hopping over to TV and movies, uh, upcoming. Uh, Netflix show that we talked about coming out of Gamescom, Rebel Moon, director Zack Snyder told IGN at Gamescom 2023 that he would like to ad- be the one to adapt Gears of War for the big screen. Uh, he's also interested in possibly bringing Halo to the big screen. Uh, this 
coupled with the fact that he supposedly has a good relationship with uh, Dave Batista coming off of uh, they did Army of the Dead together. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about like, oh, this could work. You know, Zack Snyder directing Dave Batista can finally get that, you know, dream role of Marcus Phoenix in Gears of War. I know, uh, you know, uh, Omar is one that's a big Gears of War fan. I've always wanted to see the movies adapted as well. You know, a little bit of a darker universe, uh, you know, heroes, video game universe, but, you know, dark. Dave uh, Batista has, has, has really really shown his chops as an actor lately he's been on a lot of stuff comedy serious roles drama roles and stuff like that and i mean who who else you mean know i mean like david he, he got some acting chops man so it'll be interesting to see and finally bring that universal life and, and Zack snyder i know he he his movies people are always i guess he they're very critical for good reason because he does a damn good job of directing but one of the things he's always on point with his setups, his settings, his world building, top notch, dude. Top notch. Uh, I don't give a damn what anybody says. They look good. The the lore's there. It's 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 good stuff. So I'm really excited to see how well if he were to do it, bring these worlds to life. Yeah, and I have uh I I mean they're supposed to be getting everything together already for Gears of War, so uh we'll probably know soon. And I would be completely down to have both of these guys work on that uh, and then see how it goes and maybe Halo up next. Mm -hmm. You know, I know we do have the show already, which is a little bit different, uh, a little bit more off course. So it would be interesting to see what his vision is and uh, how if it uh, if he also chooses to kind of go off the path or if he would kind of stick more to like the the Halo that we all know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gran Turismo, which was a. I guess it debuted with a pretty good score, cinema score. Yeah. Uh, you interested in watching Gran Turismo? Uh, what, 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 what is, what's your feeling on this, on this kind of movie? I don't know. Personally, I, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's, if it's even a movie that I would, you know, watch on TV just because of the documentary aspect to it, question mark. That makes sense? That's me personally. Grant, yes, Grant Turismo, it's a racing game. I just, I'm just not sure if it's enough to draw me in. Personally. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I've never really been one for the whole car thing or whatever, but I guess, uh, you know, this will be one of those that, for me, one day when I'm not doing something, if this ends up being on streaming services or stuff like that, I'll check it out. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it, but, you know, if I'm, if I'm scrolling and I, I catch it, I'll, I'll watch it. Just because mm -hmm. I want to see what, what this score is about. It's an A cinema score, so there's that. Uh, I did watch the first two episodes of Ahsoka. And man, it's, 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 it's looking like it's going to be good. Just right off the bat, Yoko, you know how you know, they usually have like a little opening sequence before they give you like the titles and all that stuff? Uh, just the opening sequence, the music and everything. You know, some of the action that you see right there at the beginning just... Awesome, and my first thought was like, "Hell yeah, Star Wars is back again!" Like, and they're they're not gonna upset us this time, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, much much more feeling like Mandalorian uh, and Boba Fett than it was like that sequel trilogy that we had, you know, mixed feelings about. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would say if you're a Star Wars fan, check out Ahsoka. It's 
from what I hear from some of the more hardcore fans that actually watched uh, Rebels and some of the cartoon shows over the years, they say that like it's a lot of continuity. Uh, stuff is being true to like some of the old school stuff and all the stories and things. So, I mean, it looks it's looking like it's gonna be a good good uh, all around. Old fans and new. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up is that uh, some of the early reviews for the One Piece live action coming to Netflix have been out and have been pretty positive. Uh, we're just a few days away. If I'm not mistaken, it comes out on the 31st, which is going to be Thursday. We're recording on the 27th. So, yeah, four days away. Uh, more excited about One Piece, I would imagine, both of us? Yes. Um, I was going to watch it regardless of the reviews just because I feel like I owe it to myself just because I'm consuming one piece the way I'm consuming it. And that goes in terms of anime, just memorabilia and just figures. And I bought figures, I bought cards, I bought all kinds of, I've consumed one piece to the point where it's just skyrocketed up there. You know what I mean? Pins. Um, I, I bought, I have two of the four manga box sets. I'm just waiting to get to get the other two for I get paid. Like I, I've consumed so much, so I owe it to myself to watch it regardless of the of the reviews. Just because you know I'm gonna do my due diligence and be get on the train. So I'm glad that there's positive reviews first and foremost. That's not completely negative. If any negative reviews will come out, and Oda put his, a lot of his his time and effort into bringing this to life. And I've even heard somebody say that this might be the standard going forward for live action anime. You know what I mean? And again, one of the silver linings for me has been, hey, if we people consume this and it makes more money, because a lot of people always have issues with effects and costume. Effects and costume, get, you know, there's one, there's several people who do cosplays better and so forth. Well, keep in mind that this person is spending one budget on themselves where obviously if you're going to deal with sets, where the going Mary looks amazing. And so if, if they're sacrificing costume to make the going Mary look like that, hey, dude, anything with the settings, by all means. Obviously, they have to allocate their budget in certain areas. That way, things can at least look, you know, as best as they can. More money, the more they can do. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, cutting back just so something could look good. And that's not to say that maybe some of the visual effects look bad or some of the some of the costumes. But hey, they have more money. Guess what? They can do more with it and really make it shine. And I think that's the issue that the people wanted to shine right from the get go, as far as just you know making it pop and the effects and stuff like that. So, but I'm excited. It looks the traders have gotten better and better and better every time. Uh, there's some actors, and I think I've kind of. I've, I've, already, I've already said there's some actors that I'm kind of, well, they look a little weird or interesting. But again, that doesn't take away from the fact that whether they might be a good actor, they might really sell the part for me, you know, as far as dialogue and interaction. So there's a lot, there's a lot left to be seen. So I'm excited. Cool, cool. I mean, I agree with you pretty much 100% on everything. I was already going to watch it. Uh, you know, uh, other people bringing out some positive things about the show. Uh, you know, is is good in my eyes, and uh, hopefully gets more eyes on the show than to the manga, than to the anime. You know, just more exposure out there for people that aren't necessarily into that already. And uh, also, I understand the fan base just wants everything because, I mean, how long have they been invested in this uh, show already or show uh, 
as far as the anime and uh, readers in terms of like the manga people. So I mean, right yeah. on, and, and I hope they kill it and I keep and I hope they keep going. So when I'm strange enough, when I catch up within the next, it's gonna be in twenty early twenty twenty four for sure. I would I would have caught up to just about the manga and everything. What blows my mind is I would have been judging by the pace. I've always said maybe it still has about four or five years at least. I would have been on this train already. For, I've been on this train since twenty twenty two. So that would I would I would be on that train for nine ten years, and that, that's a long time. Or others have been on this train since nineteen ninety nine. My one day years, right? Probably nine ten years old, if that's the case. If they're around my age, which is even more nuts. So kudos to everybody. It's a great universe. You know, shout out to all those One Piece fans, man. Because I think I think I hope and I think we're gonna be in for a treat. Awesome. Well said. Uh, we'll wrap up with gaming. Uh, Elder Scrolls Six director Todd Howard has said he wants it to be the ultimate fantasy world simulator. He often wonders, though, if the game was announced a little too soon. Yes. Um. <laughs> I, I yeah. I, I I don't know. I think I think for those of you for for those people that understood how big Starfield was. Uh, for Bethesda, I, 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 it was pretty evident to me, at least, that like they're putting everything they can into Starfield, and not until Starfield was out, shipped, fixed, and all that, were we actually gonna get to see anything about Elder Scrolls. So, um, I don't know. I guess the issue there with me is that you're expecting everybody, or not you, like not Rico, right? But People, just in general, and I think he was expecting everybody to understand this from the get-go when that's not the case. You're diehard elite fans, crazy fans out there, and nobody wants to feel in any in any capacity, regardless of whether it's a person who has no business talking to Mac, nobody wants to feel like they're, you know, attacked or downgraded in any sense. And I think this guy might be getting the brunt of some of that, especially, you know, with Starfield around the corner and Elder Scrolls still what probably maybe four or five years away yeah he, anu- he announced it what two years ago or when was 2021 How long maybe, ago was it? Maybe, maybe even before that you see so this game from announcement by the time it comes out is probably going to be about an honestly nine years if, if it came out in i'm going to say 2020 just for you know or 2021 just to kind of give it that let's say if it's five six years away that's going to be an eight nine year project you announced an eight nine year project eight, nine years ago, and people's expectations and wants are going to be a little, you know, and again, I'm not saying Rico, because you're very understanding, you know, you're an understanding person, you get it, you understand, you know, people's schedules, and but not, not everybody does. And even if it's one or two people, especially with a guy as obviously passionate with the projects that he kind of puts out, you know, I don't think, I think it's a little unfair to him for, the, for, for these people, because obviously if he's making this statement, 2018 2018 five years again again five years a long time people get restless people were going crazy for zelda and zelda it took i think zelda was a six-year turnaround and people were getting antsy two three years in you know what i mean it's been five years either people's patients are wearing thin which i don't understand why not because he said from the get-go starfield first starfield first starfield everybody knew starfield first and so it's kind of like, hey, 
it's in the works. We just want to give you the guys a sliver, but understand it ain't going to come out till later, later. So I think the guy's feeling a little bit as far as the people wanting at least an inkling. But again, like you mentioned, there's nothing until Starfield is done. That's going to be said about it. So if it's 2018, there's still, it's, it's going to be a 10 year thing, a turnaround between the announcement and the game coming out. Yeah. That's and crazy. I mean, to be fair, the only thing we got and, What's the title screen? It, 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 it's, it's, it's also part of the fandom's fault because the only thing we got, which should tell you everything, was not even the title, but all it said, like, we zoomed in, the epic music was playing, which just is enough. In an Elder Scrolls game, the music is enough to give you goosebumps and just give you chills because the music is top-notch. And then all it said was Elder Scrolls Six, And that was it. And we're all just like, oh, it's taking place here. And we're going to do this now. And the music indicates this. Like, it's going to be here. Like, you know, like, uh, just everybody all excited and pumped and whatever. And all this energy and nothing to do with it. Just please give me the game. I need it today. Right? But we don't even know a title. We don't even know where, we're, where it's taking place. We don't know a title yet. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, there was just something magical. I never played. Uh, I never did play part four. But uh, there was just something magical about Skyrim that, you know, we're, we're missing that. We, uh, for me, I hadn't felt for in, in an open world game what I felt for Skyrim until I played uh, Elden Ring. Which, it was still a little different than what Skyrim was. But, uh, yeah, there, there's just this hype that, you know, you can't contain it. And I guess uh, that started with them just giving us that title screen uh so um i understand i understood i understood what the gig was i understood this starfield was their big project and uh you know it's coming out in a couple days so once that gets out of the way once they you know have a good launch are able to fix up whatever issues there are uh and they're uh, comfortable where starfield's at then they'll say okay now everything goes into our next game uh so yeah the wait is still the wait is still on mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's a while away still so oh chingao man that 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 teaser was, was went hard bro <laughs> yeah no no and again i don't blame you i don't i don't i don't blame you i don't blame the fandom i think the expectation is what again is skewed across the board it's been five years i'm sure people are just wanting to at, at the end of the day, I think they just want a little more. Just if they were to, if if your fandom were to be given like another ten second tease that said like in progress, I think y'all would lose it for and be good for another <laughs> five years. <laughs> like like to be honest, I I really think because sometimes that's all it takes, dude. Just an inkling, just throw me a bone, a sliver, and I think maybe that's what they're getting. What y'all are getting a little bit more restless. It's just if it's if, if a title screen came off, the epic music. 15 seconds maybe showed a different location just a different location and it says and it said like in progress or in the works i i think i think if they were to just give us the title dude if they were to give us the title like name, <laughs> it would be like whoa dude. Every, everyone would start theory crafting uh we're going here this is the race we're gonna play I, and people enjoy gonna- that right i mean yeah. that's funny man that's it makes sense it makes sense I, I mean i'm like that right i think fable right now i just want to see more just so i can you know, just I've always enjoyed it. I've been begging it for it since 2018, just a, a snippet since I heard they were trying to work on it again. I know it's not Lionhead Studios, 
So I am taking everything with a little bit more grain of salt. I know Lionhead was a little bit more radical and the guy was a little loony. Uh, I forgot his face, but yeah, I mean, I, I get it. You know, maybe not the 10 year project that you guys will be experiencing soon, right? But yeah, I get it. Yeah, something else that uh, came out uh, this past week was Armored Core, which uh, I know looked a little interesting. Uh, I think a little bit more to you than to the rest of the group. It seems like you're kind of on the hunt for that game, looking to, to try it out and see what the what the hype is about. But most of the reviews have been pretty good. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about how long the game is or how hard it is, but I do hear that people are enjoying it. Yeah, I've heard it was a short game, not a very long hour thing, but that the fun aspect was kind of in the in the mech thing in the in the mech building. I know some people say that the learning curve can be a little a little steep just because I think the customization options are a little like intense, but I went looking for it today. Couldn't find it because I do want the physical copy. I went looking for it at Best Buy, so afterwards either today or tomorrow I will go look at GameStop and maybe find it, hopefully find a copy so I can try it out and play it. So Hopefully soon, because uh, the reviews have been really, really good. Yeah, I saw somebody compare it to uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X, which oh. is also like, ooh, yeah. I was like, dang. And people are like, uh, I mean, I wouldn't. People were saying they wouldn't consider X a mech game, but you do, you can very sim- similar aspects. Uh, customize your, I guess, mm, armored aircraft. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. And I always knew that, like, this uh, game being centered around mechs and using your mechs and customizing mechs, I always knew, like, oh, that's Marcus's, uh, that's straight up from Marcus right there. So Yeah, we'll see. So hopefully soon. Yeah, Baldur's Gate also been getting a lot of love still. I think we talked about that last time. And uh, something that was very interesting to me and kind of got my attention a little bit more focused on that game was that uh, I saw that a streamer commented that uh one of his friends was playing a bard and that if you are good enough at speechcraft uh you can actually convince monsters to kill themselves <laughs> which i was like what like you know because in a lot of games you have you know a stat of like speechcraft or charisma and stuff like that but how often can you use it like that mm-hmm. i i haven't heard about that very much uh, of course, it, you have to play it. In, you have to play into the system of the game where you have uh, RNG and you have to roll. Since it is uh, inspired by Dungeons and Dragons, you're gonna roll and you're gonna be successful with some things and not successful with others. So there's still the RNG part of it. But I was like, wow! Like, so you could play the whole game just being Johann Liebert, essentially. For those of you that don't know uh, who that is, you know, look him up. You gotta watch that show called Monster. Uh, but yeah, that's what it made me think about. Like, wow, I want to be just some douchebag that just convinces everybody that, you know, it's within their best interest to just stay the hell out of my way. Uh, so yeah, uh, Baldur's Gate Armored Core. Uh, Baldur's Gate's still a, a little bit older already now. T- uh, it's been out, what, three weeks, four weeks? I did yeah. read that it is coming to Xbox, though. From what it, we understood, it was only going to be on PC, coming to PS5. Uh, but we didn't know about Xbox, but it is going to be coming to Xbox. So, Are you going to... You're going to play a PC? You're going to wait? or I'm not sure. Since we have Starfield right around the corner, I kind of have been itching to try something a little new. Uh, but since Starfield's right around the corner and going to be on Game Pass, I think I might just wait for Starfield. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking right now. Well, who knows? I'm very impulsive, so I'll probably buy both tonight. 
When is Starfield coming out again? Uh, let's see. I know it's really early here in September. Uh, Star Field release date. And it will be on the... Why doesn't it say it just like right here? September 1st? No, September 6th. September 6th. Well, still, that's right around the corner. Less than 10 days. Yeah, next week. So Dang. And it is, again, Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. You'll never hear hear us bash it. Even though Mm -hmm. there's some games on there that are very subpar that some people might not like, but we like. We like. Uh, Yeah. And (laughs) uh, let's see. Uh, Ilari. Ilari got into competitive in Overwatch 2, the new hero uh, support. And uh, did get a little bit of a nerf. Not too much, but enough, I think. I don't know what you think. She's still good. She's Very. still good. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I, I was playing with her again. I, I've been playing with her a lot lately in quick play and in uh, arcade and just, you know, different things. And she's still good. And that pylon, dude, man, like, you can be real crafty. It has a huge range. And you can stick it somewhere where people won't get it if it's, like, in a door. And that's automatic kills. You, it, it's... It's good stuff. And again, I really I really enjoyed her how aggressive she can be and her output damage, which is also a breath of fresh air. Just, you know, it's a if if you want the full charge, you can actually kill somebody from distance and you know, just it's good, man. I, I really enjoy her. Yeah, that uh that self sufficiency where, you know, she can take care of herself, but she can also, you know, heal if she wants to. Uh she can deal damage from deep in the back if somebody dives you you know you have your your pylon to take care of you if it's placed in the right spot and you know you can they also have to be afraid of you because if you can aim you know you're a threat as well because that damage is is it's nice on her oh yeah so um yeah i think uh the state of overwatch right now in general is pretty good you know there's some heroes that there's always going to be with uh with balance with balance and change and stuff like that in the game there's always going to be some heroes that are going to rise to the top and people are going to complain about certain heroes when like they're super you know uh o- overpowered maybe not uh i wouldn't say broken overpowered but you know just strong to where you know there's their obvious picks when mm. you're playing comp and stuff like that like right now one of the ones we're seeing a lot is like Arissa and Bastion and uh, we're seeing a lot of Zarya, too, because of, you know, the counterpick of Orisa, uh, which a lot of people like to, you know, say like, oh, well, this is meta. Well, I'm going to pick the, the counter to the meta, right? Yeah. So, uh, but it, it's nice to see not just the same stuff over and over and over. So I actually am really enjoying this season. Uh, yeah, I've, likewise. I've, I've also been enjoying, like, the PvE stuff that's been coming out. We did do the missions uh right off the bat i have been keeping up also with the modified missions with like the uh what is it the damage from above and then now there's another one where you only charge your your ultimate like if you're standing in a certain little circle that like moves across the map at all times and it's nice too that in that mode it's not just the same heroes every time the base mission was like these heroes then the first modified was like okay it's a different batch of heroes then now this one actually features another set of heroes that you can play with. So uh, that's been fun. That's been nice. Mm-hmm. I we agree. Need to, we need yeah. to play the legendary versions. Oh, yeah. I, I know those can be time-consuming because I know when, when the other ones that come out in Overwatch 1, 
uh, like uh, what is it, Uprising and Heroes Storm or Storm Rising. And I know we, we, we really try to get, and we put in a few amount of hours into getting those done in Legendary because obviously it takes, it helps to have four people in, on, on the same, on the same uh, plan. And we knew exactly what had to be done, when it had to be done, little nuances throughout the, to, to really maximize and get to that ending of the part. And then obviously move when you're supposed to and, and backtrack when you're supposed to. So obviously it's going to take time, just like everything else, where it's kind of learning new, the nuances of a legendary map and getting those done. So maybe, yeah, it'll, it'll be a while, but I think we'll get it done. Uh, the other thing was, I think we had mentioned it playing. I said, man, there's a lot of Rissa, a lot of Zarya. He goes, I, I love seeing that they're back. So I hate playing against them. I hate playing just, I hate, it's like, God, lead like a Zarya. Uh, and like, like Arissa, it's just to fortify. You focus it, you focus everybody else. You get really Arissa. But Zarya, dude, like a fully charged Zarya is a menace. And I, I know we saw some good ones right? when we were playing comp. And I said, man, I was like, no, Zarya, it's, it's nice seeing you. Love to see you here. I just hate to play against you, man. Jesus. Yeah, the, those particularly are tough because your your team it's one in which your team has to be on the same page like are we gonna ignore zarya and kill her team or are we just gonna blow her up and you know just super up but we're gonna focus her so hard that she uses both bubbles and now she can't do anything yeah uh so that one is okay we got to pick either or when your team is like doing in between and not everybody's on the same page that's when you're in trouble which was why we struggled with some and why we ran over others uh with Arissa, yeah. you just you can't do anything to her. Not while her team is alive. You gotta ignore Arissa completely. Go for her team, kill them, and then come back and deal with the with the battle horse. I think we mentioned there was a game where I, I promise you we, we would focus. We knew exactly what we were doing. The guys, they were one shot, and I mean sliver of health. In one match, it must have it was like on the flashpoint match there when they counterpicked that second time. They were at a sliver of health every single time. And I said, they're almost dead, they're almost dead. And Rico and I would focus them. And then somebody was, it was all it took was like one or two people off somewhere else to the point that we, they, we would just lose the fight. Even though three or four of those guys were one shot and we just couldn't. It was like a little bit, man, and we couldn't. Uh, what if, if anything, uh, what, what would you say you've been enjoying the most about this season? Like as what, far it, as... Whether it's a character, something different you've been doing, a new a character you've been trying. For me, it's been Life Weaver. I have been loving playing Life Weaver. Of course, of course, Doom as always. Doom got a little bit better, but the new new thing has been Life Weaver. Now that he's good, uh, he's still oh, not up, great up there, there, up there. But I love playing Life Weaver right now. Strangely enough, and I think it's be- and, and it helps that that the the meta's changed just a bit to the point where you know because i remember a while back in one of the podcasts i said you know i i haven't had as much fun because i like to play certain heroes more so than others and in like tank i i i, I want to pick who i want to pick for that level because there's some characters i love picking for those levels and you know the only exception being diva where I, if i could i'd use diva in every single map and sometimes i do and i don't know if you've noticed but when i when we've been playing tank I've always, lately, we've been playing Tang and Comp, and I think it's why I'm having the most fun is because I've been picking Diva just about every single, every single, like, uh, every time I'm Tank, and I'm having a blast when I play as Diva, and it helps because the Flashpoint ones, for some reason, yeah, her bombs might be a little tough, 
but because of all that cover and all the flying, like just all the space, I'm I'm moving and moving and attacking everybody. It's 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 real easy to kind of maybe sometimes pick off one or two guys because they're so big. People are trying to get a flank or something like that. I've been having a blast with Diva. Um, I've been having a blast with. Um, unfortunately, not so much DPS. Any of the DPS guys, but uh, the support. Support's been a lot of fun. That's because that's, that's probably my third worst, my, my worst one. But my th- it used to be my third most. If someone asked me, oh, what are you good at? I always said tank. I'm a tank player, but I can DPS. Now it's, oh, I'm a tank player, but I, but, you know, I can support. You know what I mean? So, but to answer your question, playing as D.Va, just every chance I get, that's to me what's been the most fun. <laughs> like going back and playing as her. Yeah, and it makes sense now that they added in the progression and you know you get to show off who the characters are you use the most and you're upgrading you know that little progression that you're getting character per character now like that kind of gives you a little bit more incentive to play those that you want uh to be your mains like you know yeah. uh consciously uh so of course that's uh, of course why i mentioned doomfist uh been having a lot of fun with him still learning a lot have done a couple cool little things with him learned a little bit more about movement and uh, how to time my my usage and stuff like that. Uh, I know one of the things you had brought up too uh, that you mentioned that you liked, and I mean, of course, everybody that plays him, I'm sure likes is a uh, Torbjorn's new uh, rate oh, of fire. Yeah. His rivet gun, man. I love gun, especially when you when you what is it? What's it called when he uh, his right bumper ability or his uh, right? Yeah, you like overload or something. Or like his that. overload, and it, it it's such a good rate of fire. And if you get a headshot, dude, like. You're not one shot enough, which one shot them, but you're close. And it's so it's it's good. Torb's been a lot of fun. I know his turret isn't as isn't as uh intense right now because of the reduced health and damage it outputs. But to me, I've I've always loved playing Torb because I love I love hearing the ding ding from far away. Now it's ding ding ding. It's it's a lot of fun. Torb's been a lot of fun. Um I've always played a lot of Torb, a lot of junk red as far as my DPSs are concerned. I I would I would maybe a soldier, Torb. Sim and Junkrat are probably my some of my most played, including Overwatch one. So I'm really glad Torb is getting his. I'm I'm real glad his rivet gun is just as fun as it is. Yeah, I've been playing uh, some Torb Bastion. You know the new Bastion. Just been trying it out and playing a lot of Ash too. Me too, Lately. Ash. I've been playing a lot of Ash too, man. And she's she's always fun. She's always fun to play. Yeah. Then again, with the with the support Life Weaver. Uh, that's just been it. Like, if I can pick Life Weaver, I'll pick Life Weaver. If not, uh, because I'll do whatever the team needs. Uh, in terms of tanks, Doomfist, I always say Doomfist, uh, Sigma when, when the map is right, and uh, Junker Queen. I've been having a lot of fun with Junker Queen, so uh, yeah, I mean, Overwatch, yeah. Overwatch is in a good state right now. I think, uh, we should be expecting probably a mid season patch in the next couple weeks to. I think they're supposed to get started with a little bit of the change with Sombra, right? Not maybe the complete rework, but a little bit of a change. I still don't know where we're at in terms of the Roadhog rework, but I think that's probably a little bit of a ways off. Yeah. So honestly, he's one of the ones. If there's a tank, I at least play maybe Roadhog, maybe Sigma. I've been playing a little bit more Ram now because Ram's just good. Ram's still good. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's in a good spot. Uh, free to play so check it out you'll see us on there and uh i actually i actually found something a little fun little activity that we're gonna do for youtube this week 
uh, either maybe later tonight or if not uh, sometime during the week we'll record a video that's actually going to be centered around uh, Overwatch and it is probably gonna be a little bit more like for our friend group uh, will be like the audience and who's probably gonna want to check it out because uh, you know we're gonna talk about them a little bit when it comes Ooh. to this video so uh, yeah just a little preview there uh, if you're one of our boys and you want to uh, see what we're talking about, check out the YouTube. Uh, sometime this week, it'll be up. But uh, we'll jump over to one of the last few things I got. Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty is the last. Is said to be the last big update before Cyberpunk 2. So, I mean, this is kind of an announcement. We're getting, we are going to get a part two. And uh, we have been kind of hyped for this to come out. I know there's also going to be like a 2.0 uh update that they're gonna do i want i know one of the things i was really excited about is i like to play with a katana and they're actually in the 2.0 uh yeah the 2.0 is what it what it's gonna be uh they're actually gonna add like deflecting to, with your katana so you're actually gonna be able to deflect bullets and stuff like that so i'm super pumped for for the katana player in me and for all of the katana players out there we're gonna be able to defend ourselves a little bit more with that uh, still hype for Cyberpunk? Not as much. Other still, things in your radar more? Still, actually, no, still, it's still there. Again, I told Rico right before this podcast, I need to find a way to get rich soon and get rich fast, man, because all this business about working, you know, 8 to 4.30, it's just not it, man. The five, five, five week, five-day work week is is outdated, and I need more time to game and watch stuff, man, because Jesus. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so the last thing you mentioned about, you know, we, we wish we would just get rich and be able to play all these games <laughs> for for a long time. Uh, the last, at least the last year, you know, 2022 was kind of a rough one when it came to gaming. But thus far, and continuing like till the end of the year, uh, 2023 has been like a hell of a year. And last year we would always say, dude, next year, man, next year, it's going to be it. Like that year is going to be huge for gaming. Um, do you think 2023, do you think 2023 has lived up to the hype? Oh, you know, we've okay. had, we've had so many things like, you know, the Dead Space, uh, remake, Hogwarts, Resident Evil came back, Jedi Survivor, the Zelda, new Zelda, Zelda Street Pokemon. Fighter, uh, Diablo 4, uh, Final Fantasy, Armored Core now, Baldur's Gate, uh, what's, what's the last one that came out? Immortals of Avium? Uh, Starfield is right around the corner. Cyberpunk's coming out. Liza P, Assassin's Creed, Lords of the Fallen, Alan Wake, Spider Man, uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, a new Call of Duty, a new 2K, like the standard stuff. Uh, Detective Pikachu is coming out. Uh, what do you think? Like, is it, you think it's living up to the hype so far? Has it already lived up to the hype? Oh, no, no, for sure um even as far as like dlcs are concerned they've been a game that's already existed has been doing you know dlcs whether it's uh sonic frontiers just got the that final horizon dlc uh coming up the hidden treasure of era zero for the teal mask uh, for pokemon also kind of got there you mentioned um cyberpunk also there's just there's there's just a lot there's a lot uh, even even in um, October, November, December, we, used to, we still have a couple of games out there. Alan Wake 2, um, if you're a fan of um, Persona, Persona 5 Tactica, some more RPG. It's just, it's a lot. And again, 
it's been a it's been a great year for 2023 for gaming and i've people oh it's a dry year and i remember i think what was it a few years ago or so it's like a we've always said oh it's gonna be a dry year it's not much to play i've always appreciated and i still appreciate those dry spells of games that aren't released for me because that means i can go back to my backlog find a game and play something something that i just either i missed or i've always intended to play and i just never had a chance to so I do appreciate those drive spells too. But right now it's anything but. So it's been good. Yeah, so so far I think it's been a hell of a year. Uh just from 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 those that we mentioned, uh you know, Hogwarts. We I know we both got real into Hogwarts. I don't think either one of us did pick up Resident Evil 4, did we? I have not. Again, it's one of those where I will, and usually Resident Evil always has their games. On sale once in a while. I remember it happened that one summer where you and I just played them all. I you I I missed one, one or two, but you played them all, and I played most of them. And we we, we did that in about a month. Yeah, because <laughs> it was a dry coming, coming up to village. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh, Armored Core is one that you seem like you're interested in. Uh, Zelda, you're still in progress, right? Oh, so uh, I, I try to play every day. Yeah, Starfield, Liza P, right around the corner. Um, yeah, you know, Spider-Man, Lords of the Fallen looks really, really good from what we saw at, uh, this last conference. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been really good thus far and it looks like it's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is on your radar here towards the end of the year? Well, I kind of mentioned a few already. Uh, you said Alan Wake, we... you said Alan Wake, you said Persona, of course, Mario. You, I always, oh, I yeah. imagine you're going to get every Mario game, oh, every Sonic yeah. game. Uh, what what else? What other things besides like the basic market stuff? There's a game called Bandicoots, which came out for GameCube, coming out on the it's sometime in September. It's a remaster of parts one and two. I had it for GameCube, but I never actually played them. They were releasing parts one and two on Switch, so mm-hmm. I'm actually excited to try those out. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man Two. I did play the shit out of Spider-Man One and Miles Morales. So that those those were awesome. Uh, so I'm actually excited to play those. I'm actually real curious to because, and it's just because the Gollum game didn't do so hot. But there's the the, the Lord of the Rings game. I think they teased a while back or talked about a while back the Return to Moria. So mm-hmm. Moria. So I'm, I'm excited for that one. Well, I want to see more of that one. I don't say I wouldn't say I'm excited, but I want to see more of that. See, uh, you know, what else they're gonna do. But aside from that, it's probably it's probably about it as of right now. I think there's some games out there that don't have a release date yet. And uh, there's still some games I'm just, you know, hoping to play soon. Hellblade 2, which, again, I haven't seen anything from it. Uh, and then the other one I think was, um, the other one I've been dying to play was uh, Silk Song. So I haven't seen it. any, any information on Silk Song, man. Hollow Knight. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, still a, a, great, a great list right there, though. And, and we still have <laughs> a bunch of games to come out. So been a great year thus far. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I'll wrap us up with the hero of the week. I have, uh, I have two. There was a UFC event this past weekend. Uh, let's see. It was UFC. Which what, what would the number be of this one? Uh, UFC. Was it a fight night? Uh, the, that doesn't matter. So the main event of this past week's UFC was uh, a guy that everybody, his name is Jung Chan Sung, or people always call him Korean Zombie. 
And another one's name is Max Holloway. I don't know if you've heard of either of these. I'm the one that's more, a little bit more into this. Yeah, Max Holloway. He's been he, he's a big name. He's been fighting for a while. It was Fight Night 225 is what it was. And coming up to the fight, there was a lot of hype behind this fight. One, because these guys are a little bit older. They're on the, you know, on the back half. Uh, so there was talks about, like, who's going to take this? You know, are we going to get any retirement? Stuff like that. Uh, Max Holloway's journey was particularly emotional because he's Hawaiian. And everything that's been going on in Hawaii and stuff like that, you know, he's always been a big representative for them. And he's always carried, uh, you know, the, the island of Hawaii on his back. Uh, and, you know, he's had so much support from them and, you know, he always shows love back. So he was really emotional and like all the media stuff talking about, like, it's really hard to focus on the fight with all the stuff going on back home. But, uh, you know, I have to I, I can't let them down. I have to come out here and fight and and do everything I can for for my people mm-hmm. and continue to raise awareness. And, of course, a lot of people have helped out in Hawaii and all the fires and all that stuff, uh, UFC included. And then uh, Korean Zombie, also a lot of the same. He's carried a lot of uh, Korea on his back and has worn, you know, his flag and worn the colors and gets a lot of support. Max Holloway did come out with the victory. It was it was a good fight. Uh, I got to watch it. Korean Zombie did go out on his shield, kind of knew he was in trouble and said, you know what? I'm just I'm just going to go out swinging. Uh, Did get KO'd and, uh, you know, Max did get the victory. Korean uh, Went ahead and retired after the fight and had a hell of an exit. Uh, I forget what the band is, but you know that uh, that uh, zombie song? The In My Head Zombie. You know that song or no? I don't think I'm familiar with it. Well, that's his entrance song. And they played it as he, like after he retired, they played it as he was leaving. And the, the crowd was just singing to him. Like, just in appreciation of, like, everything he's given the sport. He's been fighting uh, since, I think, 2008. So he's been in there a while. He's been in there a while, yeah, just giving it his all. So uh, to Max Holloway, to Korean Zombie, and, uh, you know, to Bob Barker, to Terry Funk, to Bray Wyatt, the people that go out there and entertain us. Uh, despite everything, they give it a, they give it their all, and uh, you know we lost we lost some of them, and you know we uh, have Korean retiring and Max fighting despite you know what's going on in his home. Uh, Heroes of the week, thank you guys. Awesome. Uh, I guess that's a wrap. I guess uh, we're gonna move on to maybe recording our YouTube video and seeing what we can put up for you guys. But uh, you want to sign us out, Marcus? Yeah, and like always, again, shout out to everybody. Shout out to the world. Shout out to everybody who's working hard and to the people who lose and to the people who are starting their next journey. And again, I mentioned earlier, uh, my girlfriend, Melanie, is starting her PA journey. So again, love you. You're going to do amazing. You're going to do awesome. So keep on keeping on. And um, I think I think college is actually starting right, right up also. So if any of our listeners are starting again this week, get at it. If anybody who's going through their third week of teaching, well, let's keep going, baby. But other than that, if you haven't listened to our last weekly recap, we talked about Baruto, Old School Super Mario, GamesCon, a, couple, a lot of things that, that kind of transpired last week, um, which is a lot more eventful than this week. But nonetheless, we do enjoy talking and we're real good at it. So like always, thank you for listening and you guys have a good night.